This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we'll be listening to Ravel's second sonata for violin and piano. Now, if there's one thing that you could say about Ravel, it was that he was always open to outside influences, despite the fact that he saw himself as very much a French composer. Even though he threw himself full-on into the war effort during the First World War, enlisting despite being almost 40 and not in great health, he protested vigorously against the banning of German music in France. He articulated his own musical philosophy quite nicely during this debate, saying, quote, It would be dangerous for French composers to ignore systematically the productions of their foreign colleagues and thus form themselves into a sort of national coterie, our musical art, which is so rich at the present time, would soon degenerate, becoming isolated in banal formulas. Where some saw other countries' music as its own sort of invader, possibly diluting the true national French sound, he saw it as injecting new life and new ideas into what could otherwise become stale or homogenized. For his efforts, Ravel's music was also banned by an organization that included some of the top composers and musicians of the day, including Camille Saint-Saëns. Many on the more conservative side never really warmed up to him in the first place, seeing his music as too progressive and not French enough. When he assumed more of the elder statesman role in the French music scene a little later on, he openly encouraged and defended the younger, more avant-garde composers, even when they attacked him and his music. As a composer who often rebelled against convention, he realized that his own music had become the convention, and preferred that others strike their own path rather than follow his, just like he had done years before. One influence he was readily willing to accept was popular music, something that, again, the conservatives never quite warmed to, and he preferred jazz in particular. He had a fascination with American music, much of which made its way across the Atlantic with the American GIs during the war. The blues also had an impact on him, and the middle movement of this piece you'll hear is very clearly influenced by the blues that Ravel would have been heard played by jazz bands and nightclubs all around Paris. But even though he was using American sounds and forms, Ravel was quick to note that it was still his own French music. He explained that, as he saw it, quote, These popular forms are but the materials of construction and the work of art appears only in mature conception where no detail has been left to chance. Again, his philosophy was to weave all the different threads into his own music rather than try to preserve some sort of purity from outside sources. Musically, the first movement of the sonata sets the two instruments against each other, with angular melodies that are frequently dissonant and contrasting. That second movement opens with the violin being strummed, a nod to the driving rhythm of the blues, and as the piano takes that steady accompaniment on, the violin then plays a slinky line over the top full of the kind of flattened or blue notes that give the blues its color. The final movement is fast and furious, with the piano more in accompaniment mode and the violin buzzing like an angry swarm of insects. Here's Benjamin Bileman and Alessio Bax with Ravel's Sonata for Violin and Piano.
Such a barrage of notes at the end, but Ravel was very clear that not a single note was out of place. It took him over five years to complete this piece, and when asked about why it was taking so long, he said, well, I had to remove all of the useless notes. Thanks to Benjamin Bileman and Alessio Bax, along with the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston for putting that up on the web. You can check out a ton more of the great concerts that have been recorded at the museum at gardnermuseum.org.
And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and in the coming week for your classical break, we'll be celebrating the birthday of Gustav Holst with one of his most famous pieces, The Planets. We'll start things off with some Vivaldi. I'll see you then.